Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back. Another week, another wonderful episode of The Fall that we're going to break down for you today here on Behind the Follow, right? How about that? Look, if you've been enjoying the pod, uh, like it, rate it, review it, you know, do everything that you need to do to please the algorithmic gods that rule our existence. Uh, Also, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, there's a pretty good chance you're signed up for LSU Gold, LSU.Gold. If you are not, though, uh, go ahead and do it. Because as we're going to get into today, oops, as I hit my mic very aggressively, nothing um, has made me more excited about this upcoming football season and about Brian Kelly than the follow has. And we'll get into this, right? Because it's done that thing that great documentaries do where they basically make you believe whatever they are trying to sell you. And today I am very pleased. Cody Warsham, professor Warsham is out today. He's actually teaching a class. So I am very pleased to be joined by content producer Dawson Ehrenstorf, uh, relatively new to the program here. Dawson, what's going on, man? Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, appreciate you for having me. It's uh, exciting to be on this podcast. It's my first podcast experience. Oh, uh, nice, dude. One, so I mean, to be talking about uh, the follow with you. Bro, you're starting pretty bougie in this studio, right? Like, I mean, we're pretty... We're set up pretty nicely here. I was about to say, normally a first podcast appearance, you have like a, you're in like a closet or something, and it's you and your friend recording out of like a shoebox on just a cell phone with no mic. I mean, we got like halo lights, we got camera angles up in here. Uh, But look, man, I'm very excited to pick your brain on this. Uh, Let's start with something very basic here, Dawson. What was your role in creating the follow? Yeah, so um, this is something we kind of. We knew we wanted to do right when I got here. Um, we just didn't know exactly what it would look like. But each week we we kept meeting about it and discovered our each of our roles. And um, m- my role basically um, taking on three out of the five episodes as an editor. Um, but the pre-production process was was huge, and oftentimes it is my favorite part of you know creating um, documentary style format um, pieces. And so. Um, a lot of the the brainstorming uh, of of the questions for all these interviews. I mean, we did 15 interviews, and it's kind of a lot of interviews when you think about it. Like thinking thinking about how many uh, hours we you spend setting up and then um, talking to these people. It's, yeah, it adds up over a lot of time. And so, oh, it's insane. Um, so scrubbing through each of those answers, uh, it took a while, but I think we did a pretty good, pretty good job of um, coming back to. Uh, the main points of what everybody's saying and uh, talking about the direction of uh, LSU football's program right now. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Well, look, I, th- I think you'll do that as well. As I kind of alluded to in the intro there, um, documentaries can always be a bit dangerous, right? Because a well-made one can set out uh, to prove a point to you and you will believe it uh, whether or not it's true or not. Um, I'm not going to say that I was a complete idiot when I was younger, but I was definitely closer to something like that. And I watched a documentary that claimed that Paul McCartney had died in the 50s and been replaced with a fake Paul McCartney. And I kind of believed it for a few hours until I kind of came to my senses. But the point is, it feels like this entire documentary has kind of been establishing Brian Kelly, right? Mm -hmm. And this episode five is kind of the end cap on that and 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 we get to the family incident which i want to pick your brain about but first i want to pick your brain about this um because we had matt turnquist on the last episode Mm -hmm. and 
he was there for all the collection of this footage, right? He filmed everything. So in terms of having to sit down and scrub through, you know, uh, terabytes of data and 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 figure out, okay, editorially, how am I going to piece this together? What's the narrative going to be? Like, he has a huge advantage from a time situation, given that he has that previous knowledge. You're coming at this thing with a fresh perspective, right? You just got here from Montana, say, what, four and a half months ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you sit down... And they, it's like, like, how's that, how's that process work? Is it like, 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 a, like a TV show where it's like the new rookie cop and basically they just like drop a, a, a tower full of papers on the desk and they're like, have at it. Like, yeah. how do you start chopping it up? That's totally what it feels like. I mean, <laughs> I, f- first week I'm sitting there at my desk and I'm, I'm learning how to use the server. I'm like, wow, this has terabytes of footage going so many years back. And it's, just, that's fascinating to me because I loved scrubbing through and learning about, um, hey, this is when this person said this, or this piece comes from this uh, event or whatever. And so that was super cool to, to learn, but obviously that takes a while. You know, just sitting there and l- just ingesting all of that into, into your eyes and in your brain. So it's like uh, a little bit overwhelming, I guess, when you, Absolutely when you first get into that. So it's like, um, I, I think any project is like that more or less, but um, I mean, for this project especially, we're focused. We focused largely on um, Coach Kelly, and so it is. Yes. A, these five episodes talk about him uh, arriving here, um, and so when we move into the season, I think these episodes will be focused a little bit more on the program. But these five definitely focus on <clears throat> Coach Kelly and his process, his personality in this episode, uh, and how he. Um, is perceived among uh, the people he's surrounded with. You know? So that, that, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Give me kind of the idea behind episode five, because from where I sit, obviously episode one uh, sets the tone in terms of how far LSU had kind of fallen, uh, the out of nowhere surprise that you that suddenly you hire Brian Kelly, which you know I'm I'm on the sports talk side of things, and like every time he was mentioned, uh, which was very rare during the search, it was a very short conversation, right? Because I'd be like, oh yeah, sure, that'd be like a tier one hire, but like there's no way, right? Why would Brian Kelly come to LSU from Notre Dame? Uh, well, he did, right? And so the first episode kind of chronicles those. Um, very unexpected, very wild first few days and first steps. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what I felt like the main themes of episode two was. Oh, that was the building the staff. Yes, dude. I love that, right? You, It was almost like a heist film. You get introduced to yeah. Brian Polian, who's like the true uh, hand of the king, which you see again in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Beth Rex, uh, on top of being a great name, the chief of staff, Jake Flint, the inner circle. You bring Frank Wilson enter the inner circle we get the emotional payoff of the brad davis story then we get to episode three which is a real establishment of the process you get excited about the process in episode four you're kind of saying okay now you believe in this guy you've seen his process recognize he is going to have resources both fiscally and geographically that he has never had before like what is the limit like that's some exciting potential there so after all of this establishment, what was the idea behind episode number five? Yeah, so one name that we we um, kind of tabbed the episode as uh, from the get-go is Becoming LSU. And so this fifth episode, he's getting all of his pieces in place. And so now he's got everything that he needs, but you can do all of that as much as you want. But if you're not going to immerse yourself in the culture, as he's said many times before, uh, I, I think that's a huge part of it. And so him, um, us putting 
you know, scenes in there uh, of him, you know, as a person, as a man, you know, not so many times um, the public or the national audience sees a coach only on the sidelines. Yeah. Like rarely you'll ever see him um, interact with his kids or interact with, with a player, um, you know, in, in the locker room. Yeah. Those like are, when those he was cracking jokes yeah, after, exactly. the, uh, after so. the practice. When you're talking about, you know, you get the early morning to rest, you get the late morning yeah. to rest, the early evening. That's like seven days of rest yeah, right there. That was so funny. And uh, glad we got to include that part just because it, it, it shows you, you're not going to see that. You're going to see him on the sidelines uh, in a headset. Yes. Um, talking, talking uh, X's and O's. So, well, and also he's a guy who, and, and, and you can feel this, and I do not mean this pejoratively, right? But his political acumen is very sharp, right? Oh, it's incredible. And so you're really only going to see, at least in the full public, right? Like, you're only going to see the Brian Kelly that Brian Kelly wants you to see. And he can tailor that image however he wants. Like, he's one of those people that can kind of almost, like, twist the knobs. and like, okay, maybe I'll add a little more personality here. Okay, I'll keep it a little tighter here. He's amazing. And so that's one of the reasons why I've liked gold is because, um, and granted, it still is a look that he is allowing, right? Yeah, but course. you do see sides of him that you don't always get to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just since I've been around here, uh, my first few months, it's, it's been it's been cool to see how he interacts and with all of his staff and sports staff within the building. And it really is everything that you see on camera. You know, it's it's super cool to um, be able to uh, have that belief that your coach is the same guy, you know, off camera than he is when he's putting it on in front of a big crowd, you know, so that's been special to see. Um, he, he really brings it all. It, it, I think it is the, the home run hire that LSU was looking for. Yeah. And so, um, I'm, I'm excited to be part of it, uh, and coming in kind of relatively at this in the same timeline, uh, as him and, uh, just to see where, where it's going to go. And just us being here at the same time, um, allows me to be able to see in real time how he's, being able to um, project everything that he wants to um, with this team. So um, this season is especially what I'm looking for. Well, and and it's interesting because I agree with you, right? And I've said it on uh, my radio show a few times as well. Nothing has made me more excited for Brian Kelly overall the year one potential uh, than has the follow. Mm. Um, Episode three especially is like really stuck with me just because I'm obsessed with things like the process and we get a little glimpse of the mental training and Dr. Arnold and everything. Um, At a certain point though, and this might be a bit of a tough question, at a certain point when you're establishing Brian Kelly, do you ever worry about presenting too perfect of an image right it's tough because like what whatever like objectively if the guy's doing very good things he's doing very good things right but like when it is constant people waxing rhapsodic like do you ever think that maybe a more cynical person will see that and be like ah, I, don't, I don't know if i buy it dude. yeah absolutely i mean that's the whole, that's the whole challenge of of um something like this you know there's there's going to be people um, I, I'm thinking specifically people from Notre Dame who are like, who would think, yeah, this yeah, yes, Brian Kelly is not exactly like this, or I don't, I don't see him like that at all. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a complex to that where everybody's got their flaws. And, and so I think this piece does a really good job of, um, shining the, the best attributes of those. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a complex of it where, uh, we're showing the best sides. And so that, that is the challenge of, we, you don't want to show 
the complete negative side to somebody yeah. just because of what we're doing, where it's coming from. But it's like, um, it, it's a it's a hard path to navigate i guess it's a tough th- um, needle threat yeah no certainly man. um and so that's that's kind of the challenges that we had early on with with episode one um balancing coach o because uh he he was a great coach he was beloved by so many lsu yeah. fans but um there was a, a time where you know it's probably time to move on from coach o, and so that's what it came down to yeah and that, and that was actually one of my favorite parts of uh the documentary was engaging with some of that kind of grime uh, in terms of how that last season went and 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 but 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 I think again you, you mentioned the word balance right you balance it out with that uh very emotional speech that O gave after that final A&M game a um a speech that we were not privy to in the general public right yeah and it kind of shows you that he left uh in you know, he, he he left in the way that you would want somebody to leave, a, a situation that could feel so potentially toxic, uh, left with a lot of positive emotion and love. And, and so, yeah, man, I, I, I get it. Like, what y'all are doing here with Brian Kelly, it is certainly working. I know that's a tough needle thread in terms of making him human, yet still... Um, Showing just how positive you can be, but 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 and 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 if I wanted to play devil's advocate to my own question, right, to the cynic out there who is hearing this and thinking, oh, it's all just sunshine and rainbows, or to the Notre Dame fan, I mean, I do also think, objectively, it's been a very good off season, right? Like yeah. like in terms of what you can do before you actually play football, uh, they did a very good job of rebuilding this roster from the ground up coming from 39 scholarship players um uh, the 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 process episode in terms of habit creation developing accountability to your brothers uh talking about which wilson alexander and the advocate this week had an excellent point on um the mental training that these players are going through uh the recruiting class is currently ranked fifth in the country right so it's like yeah you can say it's over positive but until you have losses and stuff to break down, it's all been very positive. Like yeah. it's been some very good payoff here early on. And uh, I, we'll, we'll get back to the episode in a second, but I do want to ask you this. So these five episodes, we have now established Brian Kelly. Okay. We believe in him. We understand that he is now being paired with resources. He has never had before. We understand that when you look at his resume, the potential of that is absolutely massive. So what happens next? Where does this go next? Does this continue into the season? Like, like, like what's next on the docket for uh, the follow? Yeah, and this next next phase is something I'm super excited about just because um, it's going to be on a much tighter schedule. We're going to uh, be releasing a, a season or an episode of uh, same format, uh, same long form storytelling uh, during the season, but it'll be largely a game recap, um, splashing in bits of of uh, storylines that we see um, from week to week. And so, whether it's somebody um, uh, thinking of week two, we play Southern. Yeah. So I think that storyline is going to be about Baton Rouge. It has to be because of yeah. um, you know both schools being being from Baton Rouge, and so finding people who. Uh, maybe we're around for the 03 season, and that was kind of a special year for both both programs uh, with the parade um, after those seasons. And so, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this this format of um, being really um, not necessarily dramatic, but being able to tell tell the story of a game in. 
10, 15 minutes is something be great. a lot of people are looking for. Uh, yes. You know, because you can get your one-minute recaps, you can get your hits and quick highlights, which is all fine and stuff, but I, I think being able to really sit back and say, hey, this was an important moment, the camera was on this person, this was his reaction. Like, that's such a moment where being able to capture that is special. Yeah. And so being able to... Uh, just capture that in time and really be able to reflect all the emotions of that, I think is beautiful in a way. And well, so that's, that's why I do what I do and why I love it, I guess. And, th- and that's actually been my favorite part of the series thus far. Um, and I, I guess it's like, you know, it's related to access, right? Because this is the whole idea of this is that we're getting access that we don't normally get. But like, I loved when, we heard Ali Gay talking to the team about, look, man, if your brother tells you something, you know, like it's not, he's not, he's not coming at you or anything. We just got to change things. I love, like we talked about Kelly joking with the team after practice. Um, I love all the kind of locker room stuff that we don't normally get to see, like the O stuff that I even mentioned, because on top of being kind of stuff that is traditionally behind the curtain, which makes it kind of inherently interesting. Um, it's also kind of more uh, genuine. Like you mentioned capturing, right? Use the word capturing. Like you are capturing real emotion and reaction at that time. As good as interviews are, you're setting up, you're miking up, you're sitting someone down for an interview, right? It is still an interview at the end of the day. And granted, sometimes you just stay quiet, you let somebody talk, you leave the cameras rolling, you get great stuff, right? But it is still an interview. And even some other interactions, right? Like, I loved watching Kelly talk to the other coaches and, you know, cracking jokes with Coach Tarina and everything. I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall for a Ken Mulkey, Brian Kelly discussion. Yeah. Um, that is a powerful combination. My favorite line when I was at the, uh, when Brian Kelly showed up and did that alumni event in the South Stadium Club over here, uh, he dropped the line that Kim Mulkey make a cup of coffee nervous. And that, I mean, that is, <laughs> that is genius, Probably dude. Too. That is yeah. genius. But the point of it is, even in those situations, the cameras are there and the people are still pretty cognizant of the cameras, right? And mm-hmm. so you're not putting it on, but I've been in situations like that. You know, you're, you're interacting with the knowledge of the camera there. When you're talking about practice field, um, during workouts, after games, these are situations where you're immune to the camera. You are not thinking about it because it's literally on you all game day. It just is what it is. It's almost like the closest you can get to being a hitting camera. Mm-hmm. And so I cannot wait to see what we get out of um, out of actual end season. And if you want more adversity, like that's where it's going to come, right? Mm-hmm. Is when you have the first disappointing loss or something does go awry or somebody gets hurt. How do you deal with that? And I'm fascinated to see... Um, how 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 y'all are going to tell that story while again still having to thread this needle yeah i mean that's I, you hit the nail on the head there just talking about how special some of those moments are and how candid some of them can be because when when you talk about being a fly on the wall and you're in an atmosphere where guys are so in the moment they're focused on their job on the football field yes. and, and they they do it with an immense amount of passion and you're able to get a front row seat to that that's is something that's so special. And so a lot of that is, is what you'll, you'll get to see is that brotherhood, that camaraderie that, you know, you might see on the field on Saturdays, but during the weekdays of guys interacting and, or guys, um, joking around each with each other. But like you mentioned, our, whenever that first loss comes or whenever, 
we lose in an overtime, triple overtime game or something. Yeah. You see that raw emotion. So I think going back to being that fly on the wall, it's just some of those moments when you look at it, uh, once the production's done, it's just like getting the reaction of how did you get, how did you capture that moment? Or like, how did you get a camera right there? Yeah. And so like, that's, that's, that's a reaction that I always aim to shoot for is like looking for those storylines intentionally and just being able to recognize, Hey, this guy is playing with an immense level of passion right now. Make sure you go up to him or get a shot of him once he comes to the sideline yeah. or something like that. Um, so thing situations like that, and that's what's beautiful about sports. Um, you never know who's going to have a good game. Every Saturday is unpredictable. Yes. And so it's the ultimate reality television. Yeah. And so, I mean, having a camera with that adds to the challenge. And so you never know what you're going to get. And, um, that's why I'm excited about um, being able to do this on a weekly basis and, and uh, seeing what we get. What really defines a person, I've always felt this, and it's very uh, cheesy sounding. I don't think I made this up. I probably got incepted somewhere along the way, right? But like, what defines you is not the adversity you are met with. It's how you respond to that adversity, right? And everything we've learned about Brian Kelly, I love his processes. I love his attention to detail. Um how well thought out everything is. And so I know when that adversity comes, he already has a game plan for how he's going to respond to it. And I'm excited to see what that is. Because like I said, there's been like parts of this show that have legitimately like gave me lessons that I've tried to like kind of apply to my life now. Honestly, like I wish I could be a part of the process. I wish I could engage in the mental training, like Dr. Arnold, right? With control, the controllables confidence. I was literally running this morning, like 4am not to brag. Yes. Right. At 4am. I know. I know. Very (laughs) impressive. Right. Uh, But I literally in my head, told myself to choose confidence and then i kind of started laughing because i was like holy shit that was from the fall dude that's, that's awesome. like the only reason that i even knew about that yeah that's um okay i uh bad hosting on my part i probably should have started the show here because this episode is a little infamous it is the family episode it we is. have finally arrived it's the here. one yeah the family elephant in the room um <laughs> Sure. So you knew you were going to make this episode throughout the entirety of this thing, right? Yes. Like there was never any plan where like, okay, we're going to avoid the family thing. Well, we had conversations about doing it episode one right off the bat. Yeah. And so, I mean, we have, we have, um, in episode one, the part where he talks to the, uh, the crowd, the audience at the basketball game, but we didn't include the family part. And so I don't know if people were looking for it. I remembered that it happened at that game, but we chose to, um, put that off in episode one uh for whatever reason i just didn't feel like it fit right away but coming i actually agree no no i actually agree i I think the timing of it worked perfectly Mm -hmm. um i I feel like it would have been a distraction episode one yeah like there were bigger stories that needed to be told and now you address this yeah i mean it's episode one you're getting to know bk you're getting to know what happened when he first got here and then you throw in family it's like well we don't want to focus on that. We want to focus on him getting here and what those days were like. So uh, episode five seemed like a, a great time to do it because we're getting to know BK in, in those moments. We're getting to know how he how he acts and how he talks. And so he, he says that at the basketball game. And during our, our interviews... It was um, funny hearing it we, back. I'd forgotten how yeah. I'd forgotten. It is really good. And so we, <laughs> we asked... Several people. We asked Chicago. Scott Scott Woodward about it, and we asked um, we asked BK about it, um, and we asked um, Joe Fouché about it, and Joe gave us 
a, a very good answer and kind that of an unexpected great. answer about yeah. how he he received it in such a, a great way where um he he was even more excited to meet him you know at that point Dude, so, we all love memes and it got yeah. memed hard and it was very oh. funny like you have to be able to laugh at yourself absolutely yeah and 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 bk has and i think, I think that's why he's handled so correctly is he's engaged with it right mm-hmm. and he hasn't shied away from it i did the only person got a little defensive and i kind of loved his answer was scott woodward and he yeah. he he used a great technique here which he he used the intellectual trump card, right? He, he was like, you know, if you really uh, if you really know about speech patterns, which uh-huh. anytime somebody says that, I'm like, shit, I don't know, I've never read anything about Not speech me, patterns. Yeah. He's like, if you really know about speech patterns, there's no greater form of empathy than uh, impersonation, essentially. And so I thought that was actually kind of genius. Um, Great answer. Also, I do like I I've always I I do what kind of what Kelly does, right? Like. I'm a bit of a mimic as well, and just naturally, I kind of fall into whatever culture I'm at, right? Like, mm-hmm. a couple times I've gone to Europe, I come back saying cheers all the time, yeah. start doing accents, which is probably borderline offensive, but sometimes you just get caught up in the moment. So, yeah, I agree with Scott. It's You are just kind of naturally empathizing with that group that you were joining. And I guess that's the other theme of this episode is fit and fitting in. And the reason why I didn't talk about it a lot of behind the follow here today is because like, as the episode points out, all the fit stuff is so overrated, dude. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. just win football games. Like that's what people care about. Yeah. People want leadership. They want a program where as employees, they know this is what is expected of me. Like this is what I have to accomplish and I'm empowered to accomplish it. I don't care about, uh, like he said, he's like, I mean, people were talking to me like going to Louisiana is like going to Mars. Like, what are we yeah. talking about here, dude? They just want to win. Yeah. And, and, and BK can do that. So, no, mm-hmm. I, I think the, the, I, I agree with the episode and that the fit portion is just such a tired conversation. Yeah, it is. It's unique because, I mean, you've seen coaches do it for a long amount of time. You know, wherever they go, if they're a good, if they're a great coach, they're going to be successful. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I relate to that as well. I mean, in my four and a half months being down here, the amount of times I've said y'all is exponential to what I, what well, I, I grew up in Atlanta say, and know? I did not say y'all until I got to college. And now I say y'all it's in yeah. my lexicon. It All just happens. Dude. Sometimes I'm a little bit more careful when I'm talking to people from back home. Like if I, if I say no, y'all, bro, you got to drop um, y'all. I'll say, all right, all right, you've been down in Louisiana a little too long. I but, mean, the advantage I mean, of y'all is also that it is functionally superior. Absolutely. Right. Like it's it is best. significantly easier than saying you all <laughs> or you guys. Like I used to say. So um, it just happens, man. Mm -hmm. You join a culture. I love it. You get infused with said culture. And uh, ultimately, again, Brian Kelly will be beloved if LSU wins at the rate that he did at Notre Dame and other places. And, uh, well, you won't be liked if you lose. I mean, that's that's the beauty of sports, right? It is like in a world where true meritocracy is ever vanishing right like like we we all know we all like to believe that you know if you work hard and everything that everything's going to work out for you but sadly that just is not true all the time in sports meritocracy still is legitimate Mm -hmm. like you control how people talk about you you control your own destiny and again after watching these five episodes i am more confident than i have ever been and i already felt good just from the resume But after watching these fives, I'm more confident that I've ever been that Brian Kelly is going to make LSU consistently championship relevant. I mean, year in and year out. Exactly what you've been looking for. You have not had a coach of this caliber Mm -hmm. 
since Nick Saban. And I think the sky is the limit. Here in year number one, I'm I'm still a bit intrigued. I'm a bit more bullish than a lot of the analytics and the national talking heads. I mean, I think eight and four is where my head's at. I mean, Vegas has the over under at six and a half. I I mean, that's kind of crazy to me. But it's too low. Um, I, I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. But what I love is, and, and you saw this in the follow. Kelly's not shying away from it. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. look, man, here in year one, he's not saying, like, be patient, be patient. He's saying, no, no, here in year one, use your eyeballs. Like, judge us. Like, mm-hmm. is it a well-coached football team or not? You only say that if you are supremely confident in your ability to coach a football team and develop a football program. And after these five episodes of The Follow, I am more confident than I have ever been. Um, Dawson, cannot thank you enough, man. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for, you know, throwing your lot in with LSU. Mm -hmm. Uh, Biggest cultural adjustment for you since you've been down here? Um... I don't think I've ever lived in a city where the traffic's this bad. And it's so stupid. Yeah. Like, we're not even, uh, like, a tight city to have traffic. I know. Like, Baton Rouge is fine. Don't get me wrong. But, like, what the (laughs) hell, dude? I mean, we're not, like, New York or Atlanta or something. Like, at least there's, like, a little bit of a payoff there. I know. (laughs) But, I mean, the food's great. I spent a day. Were you freaked out by crawfish the first time? A little bit. I guess I was just, like, the first time I ate crawfish was... Right when I first got here, and Hell so yeah. learning how to eat it, uh, yes. <laughs> learning how to be efficient with it, because you got to eat it faster than everybody else at the table. Yeah, uh, that's still learning, working, working on that part. But uh, yeah, I spent a day in New Orleans. Uh, I think it was last week, week before, but uh, that was awesome. Was that your Loved first day down there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, went wow. down. Yes, yeah, so you've been around. grinding then. Yeah. If you never I mean, even found your way over to New oh, Orleans, yeah, uh, yeah you've not been much, working not much time off, uh, unfortunately, but. Um, not nah, looking forward to getting to travel a little bit this this uh, this fall with the football team. So getting to see some more SEC towns uh, is going to be awesome. Hell yes, man. Dawson, Aaronsdorf, thank you so much, man. Harrison, thank you for producing. Uh, Professor Warsham should be back uh, next episode. Look, if you enjoy Behind the Follow, you can support the show by rating it, reviewing it, uh, subscribing to the feed. And uh, yeah, we will see you. Will we be in season next time we see each other? Hopefully. Am I crazy here, boys? Yeah, hopefully. Okay. We'll yeah, see you next time. We to do this again. I'm behind the Follow. Holla. Like nights of old, we fight to hold the glory of the purple and gold. Come on, you tigers. I said, fight, fight, fight. Victory for, victory for, victory for LSU. We are number Talk